Hi everyone, Daniel Ramsey here, the CEO of My Outdesk and the host of Scale the Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to having conversations that unlock the exact formula and strategies multi-million and billion dollar companies use to scale their business. You can visit me on our website at scalethepodcast.com or listen to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play. So Talent Tuition is the current company. It's about five and a half, five years old. We actually spun Talent Tuition off of another company mm-hmm. uh, that my wife and I started about, let's see, 2008. Uh, great time to start a business. Yeah. So we both quit our jobs yeah. <laughs> um, and started an HR consulting business, which we still have and, and Heidi runs. And Heidi's your wife. And Heidi's my wife yep. and business partner and partner in everything. Wow. So we really took, we saw kind of a, a division of our HR consulting company that was doing recruiting and we're doing recruiting for PEOs, mm-hmm. um, which is the world I came from before starting my own business. And, you know, we saw that there was kind of a gap in the market because a lot of businesses get started that way yep. where there's options to have kind of the traditional headhunting recruiting model. And then there's options to have maybe a staffing or do it yourself model, but there's not a whole lot in between, Mm -hmm. especially for small companies. Yep. So we had a few clients with Investment HR that we spun off into Talent Tuition. We brought on a couple of fantastic partners and then launched Talent Tuition. That's kind of how it got started. What problem do you solve for your customers? So we understand. So we've got the, the two layers of customers. We've got our PEO partners and we solve problems for them. And then we have their clients and we solve problems for them. Mm-hmm. So the problems that we solve for the PEO, which is a professional employment organization, is a lot of them are looking for a way to get into recruiting or offer recruiting services practically and to their clients Yep. in a way that builds value, in a way that keeps their clients engaged and keeps them happy and is an additional revenue stream for the PEO. Sure. So we solve a, a, a lot of problems for the, the PEO. Mm-hmm. The end client you know, the problem we solve for them is the, the burden of hiring for a small business mm-hmm. is exponentially higher or proportionately higher than a large company. Because yep. a large company will have some economies of scale. They can hire their own staff. They can buy ads in bulk. They can yep. do all these things that bring the cost of hiring down. And a small businesses don't have the volume to do that. But by joining us through a PEO, they now have access to all of that volume. So they can tap into a fully, a full running, uh, economically viable solution for recruiting yeah. that they just can't do on their own. Cool. Tell me about yep. your team. I'm curious. Yeah. So uh, when we started, the, the original game plan, and you and I talked about this when we launched, yeah. um, was to have kind of a mix of U.S.-based recruiters on teams, kind of a team mix where we'd have a recruiter that was supported by virtual professionals and maybe like a four to one ratio or a three to one ratio type of thing. And that's how we were going to build it. Yep. Uh, then as we grow, as we scale, we'd bring in you know layers of management that's kind of going to run those pods. Yep. We did that right out of the gate. We had a director of ops here in the States. We hired our first recruiter here in the States and we hired our first virtual professional uh, and started running with that. Like a lot of small businesses that launch, you start here and you want to end here and you don't go like this. Yeah. You go here and then back down to the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So in that first year, 
We had burned through all of our investment dollars. Uh, our US-based director of ops quit. I had to step in and take over that role. Yeah. Our first recruiter quit. Wow. Our second recruiter that we hired is still, still with us. Uh, our first VA uh, didn't work out. And so here we are. Kept pushing, kept going, gave the virtual professional another chance, a, a different one. Yep. That person is now, five years later, my director of operations for the company based in the Philippines. So your director of operations is a virtual professional. Correct. And it's Correct. similar. I, I just want to unpack this. Yes. Yeah, and it's... we can, there's a lot in between those two things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But... There's a lot in there because we completely changed our initial concept of how we wanted this to work. Yep. It, we scrapped it completely after that first year because, you know, we're a talent focused company. It's, yep. it's kind of in our name. We want people utilizing their talents. Yeah. And that's what we hire for. And so we discovered that a lot of the people that, especially our virtual professionals, had talents that were being untapped. Mm. Leadership abilities, independent thinkers, passionate people. And we now it's a 12 to 1 ratio. So your entire team, you said you were at a 12 to 1 ratio. Like, Is it 70-30, like 30% are US-based and 70% are virtual professionals? Or uh, No, it's even... We, we call our, our team stakeholders instead of employees yep. because it's a deeper conversation, but I, I don't like the employee term. Yep. You know, we have a lot of stakeholders. So our stakeholders, we have, I'm going to miss my count here, about 14 through my out desk. 14 virtual professionals. Correct. Okay. We have an implementation manager that's based here in the U.S. Yep. Uh, we have myself. Mm -hmm. We have Heidi, mm -hmm. uh, who are, are more overseers and, and strategic consultants for the business and yep. sales. Yep. Uh, and then we have probably eight or so strategic partners or independent contractors that are stakeholders that are out helping us sell our services. Right. And those are our U.S.-based people. Yeah. Uh, but we're kind of a product that they can include into their bag, if you will. There's a large amount that are virtual professionals. What have you yeah. found that you can't have them do? And I only bring this yeah. up, I mean, because it yeah. will eliminate what they can't do, and then everything else is left on the plate for them to do. Yeah, so the, the US-based people, uh, in-person sales, the implementation person, you know, is a, and the, the people that we have here kind of have a, a higher level of uh, communication skill to where they can do um, strategic writing, they can do uh, technical writing, they can do you know client communications really mm -hmm. well, and they can visit clients in person. But it's a difficult question because I always ask myself, like, what else can we do over there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm serious. Like, what, you know, I'm already thinking about the next business I want to start, and I have no clue what it is, but I know what the infrastructure is going to look like. Uh -huh. You know, how, what, because there's so much talent in the world that's untapped. How can we tap into this and get people doing what they love mm. and make a business out of it? You'd mentioned that you can't imagine. Um, running the business without my outdesk. Like there's so much complexity that isn't, mm -hmm. like that you just don't have to deal with. What are those things that you that you appreciate or that you don't have to deal with that yeah. exists? With Investment HR, our other company, you know, we've had gone through kind of a, like a lot of business, evolution of staff. Yep. Where we've been a small shop with just a couple consultants. We've been as big as you know, 15 employees all in one office space together. Uh, the thing I appreciate about having a virtual workforce mm -hmm. is that we have the camaraderie and the love and the culture. You can create that virtually yeah. without the day-to-day in-person headaches mm. of a staff. 
Mm. I will never go back to a full in-person office. I'm, I'm like the other extreme. Like we were virtual before virtual was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, before the pandemic, we were 100% virtual. Yep. Even our US-based people all work out of their homes. Sure. We have no office space. Yep. That's, you know, part of it that I love. The other, the other part about, you know, what they can do Mm-hmm. That, that I don't like doing mm-hmm. or don't want to do. You know, I think we, we have a different perspective uh, than a, what I think most people look at when they look for a virtual professional. Yeah. And it's a great way to get exposed to having a virtual professional. There's not many people that have one that then and experience it that then don't want to have one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, once, once you go, you don't want to go back. Yeah, it's the freedom. It gives, it, it's the freedom. It's the freedom and the, the confidence. And it's not only, you know, being able to offload things that you, you don't like to do. You can also offload things you're not good at. Yeah. Which I think a lot of people miss out on, on that piece. I mean, I can give you specific examples, but there is so much that, you know, you can teach somebody how to do if, you're, if you know that they have the core values that meet your culture. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter where they are. So how do you keep that culture right yeah. virtually? That is the, the most important part of our success. Mm-hmm. To me, it's not the client, it's not what we provide, it's the alignment of culture. Alignment with our customers, alignment with our partners, alignment with our stakeholders. Yep. And culture is something that, you know, it's a very buzzy, you know, topic, but it's not something that is uh, created, it's something that's defined. Every company has a culture. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not intentional about your culture, your people are going to create that culture. Right. And so if you, um, you know, after the first couple of years, we decided, all right, it's time to define our culture. What is it? Mm. And we looked at the, you know, the people that are really successful in the company mm-hmm. across the board, U.S., virtual, everything. And we had these common traits. Yep. Integrity, passion, teamwork, and fun. Those are the four things that make up our culture. And it's because we looked at everybody and said, what's the common thread here? Mm. They all have really high levels of integrity. Mm-hmm. And that's doing the right thing when no one's watching. Right. That's how I define, and which is critical for a remote workforce. Yeah. Right. You can have all the technology and tools, but somebody who has that innate, I have to do the right thing, passion. They have to understand that the person they're talking to on the other side of the planet is not a number, is not a resume. That's a real live person. Right, right. And they take a, have a ton of passion at making sure our clients are happy and uh, I'm happy and the candidates are happy. Sure. The teamwork piece, I think, is what makes the virtual environment really work mm-hmm. because you know, we'll do virtual walks together. You know, teammates will communicate with each other and just say, hey, what are you working on today? I'm working on this client. What are you doing? I'm working on that client. You wanna work together? Sure. Your camera's up, your camera's up, and we're just making calls, talking to candidates, and Mm -hmm. we can see each other working and we're having a good time doing it. Yeah, you guys are very sophisticated when it comes to selection and choosing. Yeah. And so how many folks do you typically interview to hire the one. Yeah, we we probably go through three rounds at least, mm-hmm. and each round has three different candidates. Yep. So we may talk to nine people before we find the, the one. what we're looking for. Yep. Because we're not looking for skills and experience necessarily. Mm-hmm. We're looking for talent and culture fit. Jesus. Okay, so here's the biggest problem in our business. If you're yeah. listening right now, this is at my out desk, the number one thing people ask for is like, I want somebody who has experience. 
I want somebody who knows how to do this job already. Right. And I and you know, as a business owner, I understand why they're asking that question. Yeah. And yet here you are, one of our most successful customers saying you're not looking for that. Right. Because what's more important yeah. is what? Yeah, to a message to all of your clients that think that way, you're doing it wrong. You're looking for a band-aid. You're looking for an you're looking for immediate relief to a problem. You're not looking to solve the problem. Or build a business. Or build a business. You're, you're well, you know. You're to, hiring to out that, of pain. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that because like you said before, having somebody else do the stuff for you is, is, can help you grow your business. Yep. Right? So I could see that. I need, I need to offload quick, QuickBooks. So I need somebody that knows already how to use QuickBooks that can just jump in and do it. Right. Instead of saying, I need somebody who's really great with numbers and who is uh, really talented at that mm -hmm. and has values that are in line with, with our values, it's not hard to learn QuickBooks. Yeah. And it's not hard to learn a lot of stuff, but a lot of small businesses probably don't have, or they don't perceive to have the infrastructure to train people or the patience to train people. Right. But um, if, you can, if you can get past that barrier, then you're, you're not running on a treadmill anymore. You're scaling a business. Right. What has it been like over the years? Because you've been a customer for five years. Yeah. Um, and a lot of our customers come in asking like the question, can we trust this company? I would say you guys are, are unique in your, in your space. And I think you probably run into that a lot because it is a, a kind of a booming industry worldwide. Yep. So if you've got any reservations about my outdesk, you can take my word for it. I mean, we've done it for five years and had a lot of success, but talk to the people, mm -hmm. interact with people, mm -hmm. interact with, you know, the people that do your, you know, when I need to interview people, yep. I set up, you know, they set up times for me to interview sure. the coaches yep. that our VAs have access to. I've noticed a, a, a great amount of consistency with all of that. Mm -hmm. Not just in the process, but in the people. Yep. I've got relationships with Megan and Kelly. And, you know, like I can name off all the people that I've got relationships with over a long period of time. Yep. But um, from the B2B side of it, you can really get to know the people that you're doing business with at my outdesk. Yep. It's not a commodity company. It's a relationship company. Yep. That'll give you a lot of confidence to, to do business with. with mm -hmm. At least it does for me. Yep. I was talking to another customer and they're large like you and we broke it down and his estimate was that Myauta saves his company about $26,000 per yeah. hire. Yeah. So he pays us the $23,000, yeah. $24,000 a year. Yeah. And on top of that, he right. saves another twenty six. And so we were kind of like doing the math. I'm right. just curious, what do you believe your return on investment is? Mm -hmm. if, could you build a business that you have right now without no. us? No, and we knew that going in. I mean, we I think we're kind of unique in that that my outdesk was part of our strategy at launch. I was fortunate enough to know you. Yep. Um, you know, we've got a, a lot of uh, common business associates and friends, and was introduced to you, and and thought, you know what, I can build a business utilizing this service. Yep. As part of the the overall package, uh, part of the yeah, as part of my my model. Yep. And then we've evolved it to where it's a bigger, 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 and even bigger part of the model. So I know that we certainly would not be where we are today without it. Yep. But as far as the, the margin is concerned, I think that's accurate. Probably a 50% change. You know, it, it's a 50% difference. Yep. But it's, it also de depends on the position and the, for which you're, 
you're hiring the person to um, to work. Yep. And what you can evolve them into. Mm. You could hire somebody, and and if you're willing to train them, you can train them up to something that would pay seventy, eighty thousand in the U.S. Right. Um, or you can have them, you know, stay as a, a you know a virtual professional. And back to your your first question about how much did you save by using this service? Yeah. I would challenge that that that's the wrong way to look at it. You're not looking to save money. You're looking to make more. You know, you're not, you know, this isn't like, well, if I move to this model, I'm going to save some money. Yeah, you'll save some money, but that's not where the big value is in it. The big value is in this will allow my company to go from here to here. When you buy something because you want to save, um, then that's it. That's the whole, that's the end of the value is just saving that buck. Right. But if you look at saving that buck and look at the opportunity cost of it and how much bigger can I get, how much more time have I generated for myself, how much more money have I generated, how much bigger impact can I make, those things are far outweigh the 20 grand per, per employee you can save yeah. or whatever the number is. There's something with people on your team, virtual professionals or regular yeah. you know, U.S. employees, once you have somebody on the team and they know the business, they know right. the clients, they're in there, they add value in a yeah. way that a new person just couldn't. Right. And you start building an army, like you have 14 people, yeah. it's like, okay, there's this momentum that is hard to right. quantify and hard to explain to a new customer. Yeah. But when you wrap your business with virtual assistants and then there's longevity in the account and they learn the business, something happens with the scale. Right, the click happens when they take ownership of the process. Yep. It is their process. This is their company. Yeah. That's the inertia. Once that starts getting rolling mm -hmm. in your company, it's not going to stop. It then you become self-managed, mm -hmm. self-policed. Yep. Culture gets self-created in a positive way. Mm -hmm. uh, the team, everybody on the team knows who the top 20% are and everybody on the team knows who the bottom 20% are. Mm. and nobody will tolerate violations of the culture. Mm. I don't have to do it. Like right. they, they own this. They have passion about the clients because the people at the top have passion about the clients, and then it starts really rolling. Yeah. You know, it's not an overnight thing, but I can tell you it absolutely can happen, and it is so much fun when it does. Yeah. How did you know that Joyce has the capacity to be an operations manager? What caused that transition? Because that's, that's yeah. multiplying. So in our world, we're hiring really good, talented people. Right. They're called virtual professionals. But then at some point, you know, somebody who's just like a rock star, yeah. and you're like, I want to make them a manager and right. have them be more integral in right. the business. How did you know? What was the key characteristics? Like, what was it? You know, and it took a while. I mean, she didn't know how to do, and most of our people have no no experience at all doing what we do. Yes. And and she didn't she didn't either. But I think it, it kind of clicked with us when people started following her. Mm. That's kind of the key of so a good leader. So they naturally became right. People are asking, you know, because we we put her in charge of training people. Yep. Like, hey, Joyce, you now know what we we do. Instead of me training the next person, you're going to do, and it. then the next person, the next person, I'm going to have you train the next person and the next person. Then those people that were trained, you know, are going back to Joyce to ask questions and, hey, how can I get help with this? Can I get help with that? Yeah, yeah. And then we kind of tested the waters with it a little bit with, she probably didn't know this, but we were saying, hey, I want you to talk to the team and find out if they would like X, Yeah. you know, or Y or whatever. And then she just kind of became the team lead. 
and it evolved from there and we promoted her from to basic recruiter to senior recruiter we've got like a whole career pathway sure assistant manager and then eventually director of ops yeah wow yeah so she she just kind of naturally became that person and then you fostered it over time yeah and how long did it take two years three years it's three years Three years. Yeah. Yeah. Three years to get to that, to fully get to that point, to really embrace it, which I think is a pretty short period of time to take somebody from, I've never recruited before in my life. Yeah. To I'm director of ops for a recruiting firm. Sure. That's three years. Yeah. It's fast. That's, that's pretty fast. What advice would you give somebody who's considering, you know, working with my outdesk? If you could go back to the Patrick, yeah. brand new Patrick versus today, Patrick. Yeah. You know, like what advice would you give somebody? Um, have an open mind about it. Give it an honest uh, try to uh, to really integrate into your team. Mm-hmm. Realize that this is, I, I don't know how to put this without, without sounding crass, but you know, these are real people. Yeah. These are people that respond really well to things that everybody responds well to. Praise, accountability, structure, Consistency. Uh, consistency. Yeah. Um, empowerment. Mm-hmm. If you empower somebody to do a job, they'll be empowered. Mm. You know, and, and really embrace all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really important. I think communication is, is very, very important. I would highly discourage someone for, to hire their first virtual professional and say, here's the work I need. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. I'll talk to you in a week. Yeah, yeah. That's a recipe for disaster in my in my mind. There is work up front. How, how would you tell somebody the time frame of the upfront work? Like that's the barrier that yeah. is hardest for most people to get yeah. over. Yeah. Not only is this new, they've never worked with my outdesk, they've never had a virtual professional before, and yeah. we're asking them to do the upfront work. And yeah. people are like, dude, come on, I'm paying you. Can't you do all this for us? And we're like, no, we, this is your business. We can't. But now give them the work that has to get done yeah. in order to get there. You know, when we hired our first virtual professional, I think, and a lot of people that are hiring their first virtual professional, they don't have the infrastructure in place to really handle it. Yep. They don't have a training program. They don't have the technology. The Simple. The chat. Yep. Video. Um, methods of accountability. You know, I think that's a big my fear. My time out. My, my time right. in. All of that stuff might seem daunting. Mm-hmm. It's really not. Yep. Because you can actually leverage your virtual professional to help you create that stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's what we did. Sure. We didn't have Microsoft Teams. We didn't have a training manual. We didn't have Ring Central. We didn't yep. have all of these tools when we hired our first virtual professional. Um, so, yeah, there is some, in, some time investment in, in doing that. If you've got a training program, if you've got some of that technology in place now, it's going to go a lot faster. But, you know, give it, give it a month and it's, you're there. It's that initial month. Yeah. You'll start to see the tunnel, the light at the end of yeah. the tunnel after a month. Oh, Two yeah. months, it gets a lot better. Three months, they're rocking and rolling. Yeah, and then then you've got it done, and yeah. you can do it again over and over again. Then right now, we hire a, a new person, and it's just all automated. Like, we've got them up and in training in, you know, a day. A couple, couple weeks. You yeah, you're, you're training on your first day. Yeah. And so we can get them not only set up with the technology and everything, but two weeks later, they've gone through their classroom training and they're ready to roll. Patrick, thanks for today. Yeah. I really appreciate you sharing yeah. your journey and everything you've done. It's been a great partnership. And yeah, I can't wait for the next five years. Perfect. Rock and roll. <laughs>